Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. You know, I'm here with Tim Poma. If you haven't listened to our show before, we are here to give you tidbits to live your best life the best you can in times that are uncertain and times that uh, we've all never seen before in our lives. And that is all life is. In 10 years, it'll be a completely different message. Good morning, Tim. (laughs) Good morning, Kathy. How are you this morning, my dear? Well, uh, I'm doing really good. I mean, uh, you know, like I say, I think right now there, I know a lot of people who are hurting. I spent the weekend with one particularly and uh, seeing, and then, you know, she really had a lot of impact from the lunar eclipse, which I'm sure all of us did because it was a really emotional weekend for me. I did a lot of um, weeding, weeding, (laughs) you know, like pulling weeds and, you know, like that therapy, like where you're like, like, no, you just pull and you pull and you're trying to get this stuff out of your body, whatever it is that's making you not feel your best. And uh, so, yeah, it was – and then now I'm just kind of in work mode and, and I'm about to fly out to Texas in 24 hours. So excited about that. I'm going – you've been to Dallas. Is, I've been to Houston and uh, yeah. stayed at uh, the Gaylord – um, and that was amazing. Just such a beautiful place. Had one of the best steaks I've ever had in my life at this little place. I can't even remember what it was called, but uh, delightful. <laughs> so you're in for a real treat there. It is a little warm. You're going to yeah, be it was uh, really humid. Warm. humid. I, it's going to be like 100 degrees. So I have to pack light, and my friend keeps her house super air conditioned, and I always get really cold. So I'm going to be like, sweat. Short, but anyways, I feel like it's really good timing for me to get on a plane. I haven't been on an airplane since uh, October of 2019, and, oh, wow. and I'm, so I'm yes, and I and I was at that point really kind of starting to really travel a lot and get into that feeling of getting on a plane and how it feels to just escape. And uh, so I'm excited to see how that is for me. Again, I'm a little nervous. I always get nervous when I fly. I'm always like, make sure all my ducks are in, you know, in a row before I go. But uh, I lost somebody. Well, I mean. That was always stuck with me. No, I'm just saying, like, that's real shit right there for me. So I just have totally, to go. Totally, 100%. I know everything's going to be fine, but, but, but my body is having just so much um, friction right now. Anxiety? So. You're yeah, just, like, a little fluttery? Yeah. Maybe it's just excitement. Maybe it's just excitement. Hey, isn't that not what anxiety is? Like, there's the excitement anxiety. There's the nervous anxiety, the nervous excitement anxiety. There's the what the F is going on anxiety. There's the what the hell am I going to do anxiety. (laughs) There's these four stages of anxiety. I'll pick you today. I'll pick you. You, you know, if it has the word anxiety in it, you can just put that as my middle name. And But, I mean, I'm a lot better oh than goodness. I used to be. <laughs> I'm a lot better than I used to be. But it's not – anxiety is uh, – it, it has to do with fear, right? Like the false events appearing real type thing. Like you're, it, anxiety is pretense before it happens. And it may not even happen totally. that way. And that's right. Like we've discussed on the show lots of different times how, why worry? It'll probably never happen, which is totally a true statement, right? Because we 
conjure up all the worst case scenarios, but let's uh, conjure up some best case scenarios and see what that tastes like. I bet that's delicious. Well, I mean, and that's the work because uh, if our thoughts create our reality, which we've discussed a bazillion times, then then why are we thinking thoughts that are counterintuitive or productive to what we really want? You know, in that sense, it's, it's a really good wonder question for me because I am that person. I know how to manifest. I've manifested more things than I can even write down in a book. Like, I really know how to do this shit. And to know that is power, you know, because if something happens to you, you're like, oh, no, we're going to flip this switch right here because I can manifest this this uh situation or I can manifest this outcome or I can manifest this um, thing that I want to bring into my life. So, you know, and manifest is such a buzzword, but really what it is is your thoughts creating your reality and you having that knowing inside that what you want is for your highest good. And even if it's not, like I've also manifested things that weren't for my highest good. And I don't understand sometimes why the universe sends them knowing they're not for my highest good, but maybe they're like, okay. This is what she wants. Let's just give it to her. <laughs> and let's see if she wants it again after that. Yeah. No, I think it's a test, right? Because we we get stuck in patterns and we attempt to, uh, you know, we're creating our reality. But then what happens is we get stuck in these like ruts or in this trap of our imagination. And then we keep on yeah. creating at that same level when actuality, we, we actually have the ability and power to create on such a higher level. It's like, how do you stimulate your imagination to think of only, like, greatest outcome? And that is the challenge, right? Because at yeah. some point in time throughout our entire life, we've been told, you know, we're not good enough or, you know, people are ashamed of us or whatever the case may be that causes us to have these uh, knee-jerk reactions to our own self. We judge ourselves and we, we judge our thoughts. And, and when we are able to let go of all of that judgment, all of those strings that have been attached to us from other people in our reality, then the real freedom of creation becomes fun. And it's just this continual joyous experience. But like oh my you God, said, that was so well said. That was so well said. Like I have to listen back to that because, wow, things I needed to hear always happen on this podcast. I feel a little <laughs> melancholy. I'm not really sure why. <laughs> but is melancholy a word? Like that melancholy just means like I'm a little bit sad about some things in my life. I'm a little bit happy about things in my life. I'm a little bit apprehensive about things in my life. I don't really know what mel- melancholy means but I feel like that is where I'm at just at this sort of not high not low kind of place yeah I I think that describes melancholy just like a state of blah (laughs) well I mean it's not blah I'm I'm pretty excited about tomorrow but um I'm not I haven't felt myself for almost two weeks now we talked about that a lot of it was health I was up at six in the morning getting a blood test this morning. Everything's fine, but I just um, really just know that my body is talking to me. And and so I was talking to a friend last night, and she said, "I think you're in grief." And I was like, "What am I grieving?" <laughs> you know, because I have everybody and everything. And I started thinking about what grief really was, and you know, it's also a deep disappointment. 
which is an aspect of grief that I had never looked at, you know. But, it, you know, they, you know, grief could be the loss of a friendship or the loss of a pet or a divorce or moving or any, you know, leaving a home or leaving a, a job even. If, even if you're choosing to retire, like there's that period of like this is gone now. I had it and it's gone. And so I had to go, you know, me and my little way, investigate what is the grief and how do you get out of it. And what I found, the brief amount of time that I had, was that you have to go through it. It isn't something that you get to say, eh, we're out of here. I, you have to kind of like, it, it's the roller coaster of emotions the what ifs, the should I's, the I wish I had that kind of like haunt you and you just have to process them. So that part's been hard for me because I'm more of a rip the bandaid off, we're done. I agree a hundred percent. But at the same time, like in reality, our heart feels the way it feels and inside of like relationships, for example. Uh, even after, even if you have broken up with somebody or something like that, and you still have like a grieving period where you're like, oh, I miss them because of X, Y, Z, or the, you know, Mm -hmm. like there was some good stuff there or whatever the case may be, but, um, hopefully definitely, (laughs) otherwise there is no grief. Like I've had that experience also where you're like, where's the grief I'm supposed to be feeling, you know? Uh, yeah, well, once you've been going through it for, you know, an extended period of time, there's the, the yeah. grieving period is already over. And then it's True. just like freedom. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, you know, I mean, like, the grief, uh, I, anyways, I'm just processing grief, and I'm okay with it now. But I, I wanted to feel like if there's an emotional tie to the way my body's feeling or is my body having reactions still to the, you know, long COVID type things that they talk about. That's kind of what it felt like. I've just been sleepy and unmotivated unless it was a quiet task of like I've been writing and I've been painting. Like I told you, like I've been doing things that keep my mind occupied, but they're not physical tasks, you know, where you're like trying to get shit out of your body. And because I don't have the energy to do that right now. And I was like, and then I've, I've read that grief can literally cripple you. You know, like it can really just keep you in a state of depression or, um, you know, sort of like denial, numbness. Like, and so all those feelings sitting in your body um, don't allow your body to physically move when physical movement is exactly what you need. You know, and so I've always known that and had that awareness. So I've never really, even when I lost my mom, like I was at the gym, you know, the next day pushing stuff physically out of my body. Whereas right now, this, this period of my life, I have been unable to do that. And I know that. So I was like thinking, okay, so then if you're not choosing to, you know, go punch it out of the gym, then you got to just feel it. And maybe at this point in my life, after all I've been through, it's the right thing to just feel it and move through it. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the answers, you, you, you know exactly how to get through it if you want to. Right, like go to the gym, go work out, get exercise, get the blood pumping, get the get some breathing in, which is like a a, a letting go and yeah, a breathing. Um, <laughs> but it's okay. It's all okay, right? Like, 
this is just your particular path and journey right now, and that's okay. You, this too shall pass. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> well, the thing about the journey is you just never know where it's going to lead you. I had a situation this weekend where I ha- was commenting to somebody. I said, you know, of course, you know, listen to your own lecture, Kathy, over here, uh, <laughs> is telling her that um, you never know what's going to happen in life. You never know from 15 minutes from now what is going to happen. And so you're, and I was explaining to her, like, you know, how you can just, like, sit in this moment and not worry about what's going to happen. She said, listen to your own lectures. I can't believe I'm even telling this story because that's so opposite of what I'm feeling right now. But uh, 15, 20 hours later, she got a phone call that changed her life. Amazing. And I looked at her and I looked at her and I was like, I just said, like, you can't. So it was like actual proof to me of that, you know, we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. And we don't know what 15 minutes from now is going to bring. Or if it's going to be the thing that shatters you or if it's going to be the thing that heals you. And, you know, like, you just don't know. And so I guess the, the whole point of that conversation is just that. Going through the stages, maybe if it's grief or if you're feeling, you know, rejection or whatever it is that you're feeling, um, and just not on your game, like just go through it, move through it. Hundred percent. That's my and best life cafe advice the, right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a line of rejection, you know, I have a philosophy that if it's if it's meant for me, it's meant to be. But if it's not, yeah. I find that I'm dodging bullets that I don't even know exist. Um, if I'm getting rejected in some fashion or if I'm getting, you know, accepted. And it's, mm-hmm. it's all about just your perception of that situation that creates either the joy or the sorrow. And sometimes, you know, rejection can be tough. It's a difficult thing. You ask <laughs> a girl out and she's like, yeah. And then she hits you up and she's like, no. And I'm like, ah, oh, what? Oh. Okay. But at the same time, like, good for me for asking, uh, good on me for letting go, you know, like, okay, there's something better for me. The universe has something better for me. And I just always keep that in mind. You will never be good enough for the wrong person, right? You will never be good enough for the wrong person. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) Yeah, write that down. Hashtag, you will never be good enough for the wrong person. No, but, you know, like... Reject. I always held on. Like I've never really had a lot of rejections. Maybe more recently, now that I'm single, and there's just like you know, there's a lot of things at play that you don't know how to navigate. You know, in 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 an attraction. Um, but rejection is a cosmic redirection. Read that again. Yes. Rejection is a cosmic redirection. So if this person is rejecting me or I'm feeling that rejection and, you know, if this person doesn't see my value, it, it's really you have to remind yourself that it's not that you're not good enough or you're not enough. They're just not for you. They're just not for That's you. It. And if you can put that piece there, it really helps rejection and you just kind of go, you know, even if you wanted them or you thought you wanted them or whatever it is, you know, you had an attraction but it didn't work out or you got a vibe, like, you have to just know that the universe is moving that piece out of the way. And, 100%. you know, you have to learn to accept that and not internalize rejection and not internalize the fact that this person cannot step up to the table and meet what's rule. Like, they must just roll on out of your life. Like, 
and I mean, obviously that's easier said than done <laughs> at times, right? You, it takes a, a lot of courage to go up to someone and be like, hey, what's up? Let's talk. Let's hang out. And then have them reject you to some extent, which, you know, like you're just dis- discussing rejection is the cosmic redirection. And like, I totally get it. I believe it. I'm into it 100%. It's just feeling it in the moment. That Yeah, I mean, because we, you know, we all deserve someone to, to want to go out of their way for us, to want to care about our feelings and make it obvious that they want you in your life, in their life. You know, like, that's what we all really want, right? Um, straightforward, healthy communication, healthy love. Healthy love, that sounds good. <laughs> Healthy love, uh, I like the idea of healthy love. I don't know that I've ever had it, but a couple times. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. What do you think healthy love looks like? Mm. Right? Because time. maybe our I think it's, yeah, I think it's time. I think it's energy. I think it's effort. I think it's not forcing anything. I think it's natural feelings. I think it's allowing, I think it's vulnerability, staying in the room. Like, I always remember this Vogue short, Jennifer Aniston was in it, and she was laying in a bed, was like they were in their 80s or so, you know, like older people. And her husband would come every single day to the hospital to see her. He would take a bus. And she's laying in the bed, and the nurse says to her, how did you do it? How did you stay married for so long? And she's like, I stayed in the room. So I think healthy love is, and that means like working it out, like being, oh, my God, I'm getting emotional. I just remembered that scene. <laughs> but uh, it, it was powerful in the way that like in healthy love and all those other things are there. Then stay in the room, talk it out, and then feel better about it. Because if you don't talk it out, like you're never going to feel better about it because you're always thinking you know, what if, what is, what is true? You don't know. So that's healthy love to me. Like, um, you know, it's hard because some people have bigger hearts than other people. So it's not always balanced. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but that's the goal though, right? Is in a healthy love is to find that balance, find that rhythm and that yeah. flow that just, it's effortless almost, but it's so just powerful and moving and just divine to some extent. Like that's, what is healthy think, love to you? I think I just said it. It is he- like yeah. it, it's it's almost effortless where it's the presence of the other person makes the other person even better than they are by themselves. Yeah, um, happy. There is a healthy balance of freedom and flow where everyone yeah. is doing their own thing and comes back together and it just makes the relationship that much stronger. Um. Yeah, I mean, God, healthy love. I don't know. It's exciting to think about. You know what? I actually, (laughs) sorry, people. You have to understand, him and I are just looking at each other having a conversation. But when you were talking about it and when I was talking about it, I'm not going to lie. Like, I felt lighter than I felt in weeks because I am so clear that that is what I want in my life. That's the type of partner I want to interact with. That that might have just helped me uh, up the scale of grief just a tad. <laughs> All right. Thinking so positive, as Abraham, thinking happy thoughts. 
as Abraham Hicks would say, we have reached for a higher and better thought. We are stepping out of grief and maybe into uh, a little bit of happiness. Well, I mean, I think, you know, rejection also, you know, makes you feel like uh, you've done something wrong or you, you were stupid. Uh, oh, my God, how could I be such a fool to believe what they said was true? You know, like you go mm-hmm. through all of these, like, emotions. But you know what? Like, if you're able to love somebody and even if they've caused you pain or you're able to look past it and just know that this is what this person's going through and you kind of look at it with compassion, it really doesn't make you stupid. It makes you brave. No. It makes you stronger, you know? It makes yeah. you stronger next time. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a tool to get you to the next level of where that healthy love is going to be in your life. But I'll tell you one thing right now, and I am convicted. Right? Obviously, my voice is healthy love is communication, and healthy love is, is talking it out. And so if you're in a situation with somebody where you're stifled or you're feeling like you can't talk, like you really need to say how healthy is that for you. You know, it's not. A hundred percent. I think that in any sort of relationship, communication is key. Friendships, you know, whatever the case may be. And having an open dialogue about how you feel or what's going on is always important. Yeah, whatever that is. Like, 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 like you gotta, you gotta want that. And if you don't want it or or you're feeling like somebody doesn't want it, then you gotta do your own work to let it go. Indeed. And, and what does that look like? It looks like going to the gym, girl. It looks like, it looks like going to the gym. It looks like getting on an airplane to Texas. It looks like uh, continuing with the writing and continuing with the painting and really like I was thinking last night when I was painting, I was thinking what I really need to be doing is multitasking and having my Italian, because I want to go to Italy in two years, so I want my Italian lesson in the background while I paint, and I'm like, but is that like too much stimulation? And I'm like, no, because I learn, I'm a very, uh, what do you call it, auditory learner. Yeah, and so I learn by listening, and uh, I learn by writing. So there's two ways that I retain, more than watching. So I listen or I read or I write. Uh, so I was like, no, I think that's the next step is like just to have painting makes me happy and it's learning Italian. I started it a little bit during quarantine, but I lost interest. So I'm thinking. Yeah. Just, You're like, I just well, we're never leaving travel. this house. Yeah, no, I just yeah. need enough to travel. And I only paint for like 20 or 30 minutes. You know, I, I paint by numbers, which is hilarious that's to anybody. But when you see but when you see what you can create with it, because you're not a like you're a painter. I'm not a painter. But when I saw, like I did this Volkswagen bug, and I just finished it last week, and I was like, this is the coolest what? picture. And I, I painted it, and I painted it for another person. So even if it was paint by numbers, it was like every stroke was my emotion going onto that canvas. And I know you know what I'm talking about. And so it doesn't matter if oh, it's yeah. by numbers. It doesn't matter if it's if you are an artist. It's a matter of the emotion on the board or the emotion on the written words or the emotion on the podcast or the emotion of what you're giving is a piece of you. Yeah, 100%. I was going to say that uh, I have been in my studio like six times this week, which has felt really good. And I, I say six times this week because I would go down, work for a couple hours, go do what I needed to do then go back down and work 
you know, a couple more hours. I've got several paintings started right now, which feels really good. It's been a minute. I was uh, inspired yeah. after doing the pastels in the plaza, which was a great event. I don't know how much they raised, but hopefully they raised a lot of money because um, there were so many good people there and just tons of amazing artists. And if you haven't seen it, you can go ahead and walk down to the Alex Thomas Plaza and walk around because those little pastel drawings will be there until it rains. And some of them even longer. Well, we did go. Uh, I had a day filled, filled with Little League. You know, I got one field over here, one field over here. And then we uh, went and got a, a smoothie at the Namaste Cafe. Let's just do a little shout out to that incredible new uh, place that's right by my house. And so then we walked around and we looked at them, but I did not see you. I don't know. It was about two o'clock in the afternoon. I had probably just started packing up my stuff. So if you were walking past, I was over um, by the round table like in, in the shady area, I specifically asked for shade. <laughs> I was like, can I oh, yeah, I probably I just, two squares? We probably just, we just, we just missed. All right. Well, so we've covered a lot of things today. Like, you know, and, and we have made this season, just so our listeners know, about no agenda, right? Like we come in, we talk about what life is, and we have no script. We have no real anything going on here. We're just like... <laughs> living our best life. Free flow. <laughs> Free flow. We're just going to yeah, talk about the things <laughs> that are going on in our lives so that you can see like the realness, the the genuine spirits behind the mic that really are um, a- attempting to live their best life. And sometimes, you know, yeah. we, we have stump- stumbling blocks and things that get in our way and, you know, emotions that come up and it's all, it's all good. It's all good, but that's why we're just here talking it out and uh, hopefully helping everybody out. On that note, if you are still listening, thank you. Also, please subscribe. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, right. Like, like whoo, share. We talked to them today. <laughs> do all the cool stuff. And uh, if you enjoyed it, we'd really like a little shout out or, or even a review. That would be very, very kind of you, and we would appreciate it greatly. And if there's any topic that you actually would like us to talk about, please reach out to either Tim or myself. We, uh, we certainly will do the research if there's a troubling subject for you. Uh, but uh, I think that, you know, something that we covered today really is like a lot, a lot of people are going through. A lot of people are feeling um, way into themselves right now. So let the universe guide you. Always let your conscience be your guide. <laughs> Do you have any there it is. Says? Wise words from Pinocchio. That's a perfect way to end it right there. Much love, everybody. Blessings on your day. We'll see you later.